Today's episode of Real Talk Christian Podcast is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With the beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone from adults to teens and even children can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Again, that's csbible.com. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations about faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And I'm Mark Hyde. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about an actual question that we've had from several listeners of spiritual growth. How can I grow closer to God? We're going to give you the do's and don'ts of all that. So, uh, Mark, you ready to do this? Let's go. Let's go. I was just thinking, it's a minute and a half, and I already messed up. So, what? <laughs> normally, What'd I was like, do? let's go, and I slide the fader up and oh, get and that like, nice, uh, like, volume shoot. Uh, I was like, let's go. Well, in quiet all, music. Oh, in, in all Whoop. honesty, okay. So. I, we're the only ones that noticed it. Let's be honest. We're the only ones that Well, not only it. that, but we're kind of a little out of practice because we just did a two-hour-long live, live session. Live stream with, with Rodney Buse and uh, Tim, uh, Tim, Tim Parsons. Parsons. Yes. From But What Does the Bible Say? Ring, ding, ding. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And then we stayed on for like another hour after the live stream and just kept talking. We're like, well, we should have just kept it going. So, uh, and now we are so looking at the camera for the uh, YouTube family tonight. Hello. How are you? Like we are looking at each other. We're looking at the YouTube family. So hopefully this won't YouTube. be a weird conversation for us so, for the podcast land. Yeah, maybe not. But so I, I just want to say that hands down, we need to up our video game a little bit. Oh after my goodness. Rodney, he's like a video genius. Not just genius, but... The, so the, good. The, the, I mean, okay, so what does the Bible say has a good YouTube following, great social media no, no, presence, no, no, no. but what, what does, the, what Bible does say? the Bible say? But, you know, like, like Rodney goes through and literally has, like, different different camera angles and a switcher and a teleprompter. The homeboy's got a teleprompter. How cool would that be? We don't even have a teleprompter, what, which I don't know. What, we would never need one. I don't know where we'd put a teleprompter. I mean, we got three light. light we got a sign, though. They ain't got a sign. We got a sign, though. Sorry, Rodney. You guys we got a sign, a sign. <laughs> that changes colors. Here's your sign. <laughs> and here's a sign, and here's your sign. But, yeah, man, sure. that was so much fun going live. Yeah. Dude, they have so... Okay, I love RTC fam. Like, we have a big one. Like, DJ Mays joined us over there. Yeah. Like, that was super cool. I think we made some new friends over there. But they had a follower by the name of Ezra who lives in the Netherlands. It was 2 a.m. And a homegirl was on the live feed. Not on it, but she was hanging she out was, asking she questions. She was hanging out all sorts oh, of Oh, Kathy. Kathy was there. And Kathy, Kathy was, was with Kathy, us. Kathy, thank you for thank joining Thank you, Kathy. Us. But, man, dude, that was just awesome to see. There are people showing up at literally all hours of the, of the night. night. There, I mean, that's dedication. That is some that's serious dedication. dedication. And honestly, that that conversation went a little different than what I thought it was going to go. You know, well, in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. As our listeners know, you can you, never trust us. You know that we can talk about anything. We could talk to the cows come home. Uh, um. Wow, that was a reference. Till the cows come home. You ain't never heard of talk, I have talk to the cows come home from like uh, pa- what's Pastor Scott? <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, Beth says something the other day, and I'm like. 
Southern? Yeah, okay, yeah. That's fine. But, I mean, I didn't think two hours. Two hours and three minutes, I think, is when the live stream ended. And I, we started late because I thought there was the no way. I was like, okay, oh, we hit an hour. All right, this is pretty normal for us. And there was and, like an hour and, and a half. And there was no warning. All of a sudden, we're like, wow, like, oh, awesome. we're li- like, it was like, oh, we're live on the camera. We were oh, so late. We were so late because we were like, Supposed to start at 6.30, so we're like, usually we get together at 6 o'clock, but mm-hmm. some things came Some about. family parenting issues had to take place before I showed up. And then I was so, like, out of source, I'm like, Discombobulated. I Discombobulated. I forgot the camera. So Beth met me at the edge of the driveway with, like, short sleeves, like, shivering, holding Beth, the gear. And wonder- I'm like, Beth, Beth what wonderful. are you doing, dear? But she is brilliant. She's amazing. She's wonderful. She is the she- reason why we are gathered here today. Not really. But. She and Janiel are true avid RTC like supporters. Like they support us. It's it's ten o'clock at, on a Friday night right now. They gave have always given up their Friday nights to let us. But do they really give up their Friday I mean, nights, or, you know, or 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 they live in their best lives because they got prob- nobody touching probably. them and they can do things guilt free. They they are probably. Just binge watching whatever shows they normally watch. Sister wives, hundred percent, hundred percent sister wives. Because those come on Sundays and they're not airing oh, right oh now. Oh no, Beth and, is binging TLC right now. And I watch Sister Wives with Janelle, so <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. I feel like now that I I have watched enough Sister Wives to go, this is weird, man. I'm like, do we need to have this conversation about polygamy? Janelle wants this conversation to happen so bad. She's been asking for like a year now. Of hey, can you guys do an episode on polygamy? And it's like, this is what's so weird. Maybe yeah. for for those of these who like enjoy watching Sister Wives, I, I watch it because I'm like, when's the crap gonna hit the fan, man? And it is. Oh, oh, so oh, it has. But Beth Beth watched one of the most recent ones that I watched when like the one wife walked like like she like second wife left and all these right no, no, second no, wife no, third wife Christine, third wife she left Christine's divorced Cody Brown right and there's one person that was like they spiritually divorced but didn't like actually divorce I'm because like, well because they're, they're all spiritually married except for his only official legal marriage was originally to the first wife Mary and then they got legally divorced so he could legally marry the fourth wife Robin Robin so that he could adopt her kids that's right so so Beth did explain that to me but you know I was watching the episode where they you know they had to you know flee wherever they lived in Utah to go to yeah. Vegas yeah, so that they're was, meeting people that was a while ago. And one man. person, well, yeah, season t- one or two, I think. Uh, I think season one, yeah. So, yeah, no, Beth went 16 back. 16 years Beth ago. Beth went back. At 16 seasons, man. Yeah. But so they were talking about, like, love and lust. And the one guy who was, he's he's a Christian in Vegas, one of his names is He goes, man, I don't know what, basically, I don't know what guy wants to marry four women. That's not love. That's lust. And for the then them, the sexual wise responding to that on the camera, they're like, this isn't lust. This is love. Like, like we're all married. We all have an, and I'm just like, it does bring a whole new realm to believe. And then they named their youngest son Solomon because that just makes sense. Solomon was Saul, like the yeah. those yeah I call him Saul S O L but yeah. his name is Solomon the the OG He's polygamist. Cute. So He's cute. but I'm just like man like. And I've heard some some very whacked out views from a beloved not he's not beloved anymore a person that we know who was like okay with polygamy because the Bible doesn't speak out against it. Yeah, and I it's it's well, one of those it things where it's like does. what does the Bible say? But when you talk to people who are actually polygamists, Joseph Smith preached it so hard. It's like That's you can't have and and Mormons. We had a really cool thread. I posted a thread on Instagram our stories about what Radical said about the differences between Mormonism and Christianity. Big difference, big difference. But when you're trying to talk with someone who is 
Well, the Bible claims to be a Christian and follows both the Old and New Testament, but also the Book of Mormon. How do you have a conversation with okay, that? Okay, because they believe that the Bible, as we Protestants know it as, is riddled with errors, right? Well, and the church instantly got messed up. And so, so it's another gospel. Right. So so the Book of Mormon by Joseph Smith is the corrected version that Christ gave to Joseph Smith, and that's why. Yep. They are the way they are, and they believe these things that we don't. But even the majority of Latter-day Saints, right, do not believe in polygamy anymore. No, they're they're called fundamentalists, right? right? The fundies are the fundy LDS are uh, are still the polygamy, right? Because the official state, like the official position of the LDS Mormon Church, is polygamy is wrong. Right, exactly. So, which I mean, that'd be a fascinating conversation to have because does the Bible ever condemn it? Does it ever? Because I mean, look at all the problems it caused for people. I'm just saying. I I love my wife. Um, I love my wife so much. I don't. I don't want to look. Look. (laughs) I'm a dummy. Sounds exhausting. But here's the thing. I'm a dummy, and I have a hard time meeting the need of one wife. Can you imagine trying to meet the need of four? Uh, not because of my my wife. My wife's wonderful. It's because of me. I'm the idiot. <laughs> so it's like, ha, how? And 20-something kids? Man, seven kids is exhausting. Yeah, whole, three kids is exhausting. Oh, my goodness. I got to remember YouTube, the camera's here. I'm looking at her monitor the whole time. I'm like, no, look at the dang camera, Mark. Look Mark, at it. Mark. Look at the camera. 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 Look at the car. Look at the birds. Look at the flowers. Anywho. But no. So. so yeah. Off of polygamy now. That was a great, great intro. Wow. That was. Uh, Tell us people, dude, do you prefer us to talk about polygamy or Encanto in the opening? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's move on to the party cues. Oh, 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 we're hitting party cues right now. Oh, man. I wasn't even ready. Okay. That's because re- we're oh. only 10 minutes in. Dang, dude. We just got another snow alert. What? I thought we were done. This is the last week. Fish. I think this is the last week of winter. I think so too. But anyways, let's go into hilarious situations is what you uh, picked out for party cues. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. You ready? Hilarious situations. Yep. The government is erased. Law is abolished. Anarchic chaos ensues. You retreat with your family to a remote mountain village. Somehow you emerge as the natural leader. But the people will which, only, which, which is bound to happen, knowing yours truly. So you know. Oh, <laughs> but the people will only tolerate one rule. What rule do you set? <laughs> who, who, he yeah. who passes gas travels at the back of the pack. That's your one rule, huh? Yeah. You know what that's from? No. It's from Ice Age: Dawn of the Dinosaurs oh. with Bucky. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No, but but what the actual rule? What, yeah. What's your what's your What's your spiritual rule? I would say no. I would and say what's your probably natural rule. I would say the like the golden rule, like do to others what you'd want them to do to you, because I feel like you can't live in anarchy. Like, like look at the French Revolution, man. That thing was a freaking hot mess. Yes. So you're saying treat others nicely. Uh, I would say treat other people the way you would want to be treated with respect and dignity. Uh, and and because because this is this is again goes back to my thought with how it all works you know every other rule is based off of loving God and loving your neighbor right because yes. I'm not about to say you have to like Christianity is the official religion you're gonna get killed if you're not Constantine yeah well no no, no Constantine <laughs> he made it legal yeah, right. he just made it legal he didn't make it the official but you know I would say yeah basically do unto others as you'd have them do unto you love your neighbors yourself that that'd be mine hmm. I would say, and don't talk to me before I drink my coffee. Uh, I don't know. I gotta stop looking at myself in the monitor. I, look at the camera. Somebody's into himself. 
I mean, man, my, I'm having a good hair day. I'm not gonna lie. On the camera, it looked pretty fresh. It looks a little weird. I don't know what my rules gonna. Uh, my rules gonna be. You can't ever talk about your hair like that again. <laughs> hey, your hair looks good too, homie. You just got a haircut. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next well, one. You didn't even answer it. I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to roll with yours. So, all right, uh, lazy. You, you find you're right. You find yourself <laughs> suspended midair, having leaped from the Golden Gate Bridge and now plummeting to a watery death below. However. What Something has thwarted gravity, and you are caught motionless in between the bridge and the aquatic pavement. What thoughts come to mind? Um, <laughs> I uh, this is a kid friendly show. I, I made a big boo boo. <laughs> I, I I would just be going, oh dang, yeah. Or I'd probably say like, so when is this going to drop? Is this going to hurt? Let's go hang out here for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, because you're suspended. You don't know when. You, you know, what if it was like one of those movies? Like, like you know, like there's the one with uh, uh, Zach Levine, and I don't remember what it was. And then the one with like um, Martin, or no, not, not Martin Lawrence. Um, one of the Lawrence brothers. Um, I don't remember which one it was, but he always woke up naked in the elevator and had to relive that moment over and over and over. And it's those movies where they have to replay the same moment over and over and over and over and over and over and over until they get it right. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, imagine hitting the Golden Gate Bridge and like, oh, no, try it again. Do it over. What? I got to jump again? Like and it always took you back to that same spot, and it you always remember it being. Wow, and so you make the right decision. You hit the table. It is very loud. <laughs> All right. What, what, okay. Um, okay. What, what kind of questions are these? I, I think it would be. Do we have a happy question. I would be regretting. Well, yeah, but can we have a happy question? Th- that's the question category you picked. Pick the one with the balloon. The one with the balloon. Okay, so if people don't know while he's looking this up, we started doing these fun questions like uh, probably about a year ago to help you guys get to know us a little better before we jump in the conversation. And you are learning probably nothing about us tonight. Okay. This is- <laughs> Absolutely I'm, nothing. I'm we, learning we, a lot. We've been podcasting already for four hours, man. I'm, I'm learning right. a lot. We've right. been on the mic so, for four so hours. So you wanted the balloons, which is called- I wanted the balloons. Which is called fun, right? Fun, yeah. Would you rather die if you didn't slap a new person on the butt every 12 hours- or die if you didn't total someone's car every year. This is what you picked. <laughs> That's not a fun question. That's inappropriate. Oh, we're going to move on. someone's butt. We're, we're, no, I would do neither. Anyways. I got seven kids. That's going to take a while. If you receive 10 million, but could only spend it on things that start with the first letter of your name, what Ooh, would you buy? Mark or Timothy. Well, Timothy is your legal name, so that's probably what you'd have to go buy. I'd have to buy a mil- or, or million dollars or whatever of something that starts with the letter T. $10 million, with, and you can only buy things with the first letter T. Hmm. Uh, I have C, so car, uh, cash. Uh. <laughs> you would buy cash? I'd buy cash. Huh. I don't have a B, so I can't say Bitcoin. <laughs> is, there a, is there a way to say like stocks and bonds just with a T in front of it? trades <gasps> timeshares i'm buying timeshares time i'm buying shares. a butt ton of timeshares that's what i'm doing i'm going with timeshare i'm going to buy a butt ton of timeshares and i'm going to rent those mugs out that's it and make my money back that's right he's buying timeshares i'm buying cats to fill those timeshares is it bad that like <laughs> I, i'm giving adult answers now to these stupid questions because he used to be yes. like man i'm going i'm going to buy me some gold chains i'm going to buy me some cars what? i'm going to buy what? me this like that was like I've my thought never ever had a, a thought kid? of gold chains i, I don't know what is your problem? I'm tired. Sir? Anyways, all right, we're gonna move on from there. Coffee. We have no coffee. But to drink. but here's the deal. So we it's already you know ten o'clock on a Friday. We want to sleep. But the last episode we actually got away from our coffee sponsor. Which side note, 
as of, I don't know if it's like like at the time that the episode will drop, if it already happened, if it's about to happen, but I went on to brewitforwardcoffeeco.com's website Brew it to, forward. to get another subscription because subscription. we get a subscription already right. every right. single month. We yep. get one right. bag, but that is not enough for me and my me and my lovely wife. No. So I was like, well, yeah, let's just get another one. Let's just, it's it's so easy to get a subscription and it just shows up at the beginning of the month. Like how dope so is that? It's so nice. nice. But I went on there and it, the subscription box was gone. And so, and then you went to other places and the website was like, it just seemed broken. So I texted Jared and I'm like, bro, what what's going on, dude? He's like, oh, so we haven't told everybody yet, but uh, we're going to be in the process of moving, which is the same reason why you had to stop roasting your own coffee was because of moving. This is correct. So they're in, the, they're in the process of selling their house, buying a new one, moving it, all this different stuff. So I'm not exactly sure when they're going to be back to roasting. He, so could just, he could just send his roaster over to me. And that's I'll, true. I'll so we them. are still sponsored by them, but I don't know if you can get any coffee from them right now. So we were, we're not drinking Brute Ford Coffee Co., but we drank some La Columbia stuff tonight, man. La Columbia, the which Louisiana. Which we've had on this show yeah. so many times. Yep. yep. We drank the Louisiana, which is uh, very, very tasty. It's a dark roast. It had uh, nuttiness and chocolatey. Uh, it, it was solid. Like, and you, brewed it the, you brewed it the exact way that they told so you to. I'm like, oh, if we're going to drink La Columba, I'm going to do exactly. They have like a here's have how you brew it. Right. So I was like, all right, well, we're going to see. So it's like you had to warm the French press first, right? I have a Bodum French press, which is what they recommend. Mm, classic. So you have to warm the beaker, the glass beaker first. Oh, I Really? And then once how, it's how do you do that? Just like run under warm water? No, you I've bo- never done you this boil water at 203 degrees, and then you pour warm water into it and let it sit for a bit and fill it up and start doing your 203 degree coffee. This preheats the beaker so you don't lose the extraction That's process. That's genius. I've never so done then, that. Then okay. You, then you do a 14 to 1 ratio of water to um, grounds. Okay, so what would that be for a French press? Like, So it's a 32 ounce. How many scoops would that be? So it's a 32 ounce... Uh, that's not 32 ounces. It, that Is was it really 32 ounces. Oh yeah, I looked coffee. up. So it's 32 ounce uh, beaker, and it was about 2.28 grams of coffee. So how many tablespoon scoops would that be? Like, like three. Okay, three or four. That's what I normally do. There. Yeah, I normally do two and a half to three. Yeah. So, um, so I got the scale out, measured all that, and did the 32 ounces of water on top of that. And then what you do is you do an inch of water for 30 seconds. Yep. Yep. To let it bloom for 30 seconds. Yep. Then you fill it the rest of the way up, and you let it sit for four minutes. And then, and then you, you press, press that mug and drink it. And let me tell you what. That it was, was solid. It was a good cup of it coffee. It was really <laughs> good, guys. It was so good. So that's what we drank today. But not right now, we're, I mean, it's late. So I'm drinking a Coke Zero. I don't know why. I'm drinking a bottle of H2O. And then, I yeah, I got another bottle because I'm it looks like our. Uh, it looks like tonight our, our stuff is sponsored by the uh, Fathom so, Coffee Fathom. Co. But yeah. do we have our... Uh, no, our one hundredth download mug. No, we, we took it upstairs. I, I took it upstairs and I forgot them. So. That's okay. But but either way, so Fathom Coffee Company, though, guys, courtesy of Rodney Buse, Rodney Buse and Tim Parsons, and Tim Parsons over at. But what does the Bible say? We had this mug. We wanted it to be shown on the 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 live stream. Now, hey, look, we we still drink out of it. So. That, that was that, uh, was, my, that, that was, was my cup. That was like our first introduction to Rodney Buses. He sent us this coffee, Fathom Coffee. He was cup. trying to suck up to us so that way he could be friends with us. How about that? You that sounds kind of nice. I'm okay and it with was that. so worth it. <laughs> I, I, it was I love Rodney. So worth so it. We've had Rodney on two episodes about false teachers and absolutely crush it. If you yeah. want an episode that is more like reading the Bible than talking about the Bible, that first episode is all about it. Yeah. After we get past the introductions. 
The yeah. second episode I enjoyed because we hit the ground running hard for 45 yeah. minutes. And we just did the live stream with them, which was two hours and three minutes long, which was phenomenal. It was on. so good. Now, now we talked about our lives as podcasters, but it, it went into so much deeper, <sighs> deeper levels yeah. than that, you know? But I recommend that uh, anybody go check them out. But what does the Bible say? And they, so we, we are a YouTube, or sorry, well, that looks like we're YouTube first, but we are a audio first podcast. They yes. are a YouTube first body. Yes. Uh, and, they are YouTube and it first shows. Podcast. Yeah. They put a lot it of production shows. quality. So Rodney, Tim. Good job. Thank good you. job. Well, we got a review to read before we jump into this we conversation, do, man. We good sir. So go we it. are getting really close to the 100 reviews giveaway on Apple Podcasts. we're at 80 right now. We officially hit 80. Yep. And now on 80. Spotify, we crossed over 100 a while ago. We're yes. like at 108 or 113 or something right. like that. But we're only going by the Apple Podcasts. By podcast. Apple. So. And the way to get into the drawing yep. is you have to leave a review, and we're going to pick from the, the 100. Pick from the 100 people who left a review. Even yep. the homeboy who left us a bat. How great would that be? Hey, you won <sighs> the giveaway. You hate us, but here's your free stuff. I almost here's want a to Bible. Be I almost want it to That'd be That would be dope. <laughs> so make sure you guys, you know, tell your friends. Get the podcast hide out there. Kids, hide your wife. <laughs> no, no. Bring your bring. We're gonna find bring you. <laughs> run and tell that. Run and tell that. Homeboy, home, home, homeboy. Have you ever seen that? I ain't grab my shoes. No, Jesus. <laughs> I just that, that's that's the other one that I love. But okay, so this one though is from Arshaw nineteen eleven back in January twenty seventh of twenty twenty two. It says, I thank God for this podcast. I absolutely love this podcast. The banter back and forth is fun and entertaining. Hey, we just talked. Wow, I smacked you really hard. And you're like, we just talked about that on the show with Rodney Buse. We did. About the fact that some people don't like it. Some people do. But and we're at 21 minutes right now. Bam. So um, the banter back and forth is fun and entertaining. The love for coffee warms my heart. Don't tax me, bro. Oh, like like tea like the tea party tax? Is that what we're talking about here? Like dumping the dumping the tea into the to the the Hudson Bay? Is that what we're talking about? I've I've listened to the to, Haba. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Hamilton lately, so that's where that came from. But most importantly, the content challenged me and pushes me closer to the cross. The guys talk about the difficult stuff that as a faith community we often dance around because it's uncomfortable and awkward to talk about. Stay true to the faith and keep doing the good work that the Lord has led y'all to do. He's from the South. Love you, brothers, and God bless you and your families. Well, Arshaw, it, well, 1911, that was awesome. Thank th you. Thank you, Arshaw. But uh, just because he said y'all or he, she, he, she, he, she said y'all doesn't make him Southern, all right, buddy? I just want to throw it out there because I use y'all. Yeah, but you off-brand Southern. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm as northern as northern gets. That's but, true. You are very northern. You're you, actually. I'm surprised you don't live up in Uperland, to be honest with you. But I use y'all. You do. I use you time. guys. I actually I use you peoples. Use you guys. But either way, so I was assuming Arshaw's a dude because I I he I, he I, he I don't know. But he he but either way, we want to send you a mini swag bag. So send us a message, email, text, whatever. Go to our realtalkrichardpodcast.com. Find all the links over there. But send us a message, and we will get that mini swag bag out to you. Yes, we just need the address. Yeah, please send us your address. If you say, hey, this is me. And it's free. I mean, come on. And if you want to send us coffee for a thank you, you can do that too. I Wait, mean, whoa. What? Okay. Uh, like Sabrina, thank you. Sabrina, thank you. Uh, we've had a lot of other people send us coffee. Rodney. And I, I always forget all the other people's names that have done it. The one yes. dude who sent us the bicycle. Yes. I always forget the guy who sent us the bicycle coffee, and I feel really embarrassed. Oh, that I that was really good, too. That was funny. Anyways, Anywho, let's, let's dive into the Do you know the song topic. by Stephen Curtis Chapman, I'm Diving In, I'm Going I'm Deep? I'm diving in, I'm going deep, in over my head, I want to leave, caught in the rush. Every time the... you say, let's dive in, that plays in my head. Really? So welcome to Mark's Brain, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're ready. Because we're diving in. We are ready. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, so today's episode of the Real Talk Christian Podcast is spiritual growth, how to grow closer to God. This episode 
has actually been asked by four listeners over the past month. And I'm like, you know, we've, we've covered this episode. We did the, uh, when you feel far, far from God, we've done importance of prayer. We've done all these little episodes around and, but we uh, never directly addressed we just, the topic. We, we felt it was time to just address it and just kind of combine it all into one solid podcast. I hope it's solid anyways. So we're going to dive in, um, uh, into it. So before we get into it, I just want to read a stat. It's for you, my, my good friend. I love stats. I, I was reading one of the messages that, that, that we just received about this question. Yes. And then yeah. and then uh, this came from Lancaster Online, and it says, uh, why do people attend church? A Pew Research Center survey released this week finds that 83% of Americans who identify as Christian and who regularly attend church do so to become closer to God. Other reasons Christians say they attend is so their children will have a moral foundation, 71%, uh, to become a better person, 68%, and to seek comfort in times of trouble or sorrow, 67%. The poll was conducted in December 2017, and it comes at a time when regular church attendance has been declining. And this was pre-COVID. This was pre-COVID. This was when pre-COVID. That, so... A lot of people are attending church to draw closer to God. So this is something that uh, I know a listener said, you know, I've at least two of our listeners said, you know, I've, I've really, I used to feel close to God and things have happened and I kind of fell off the, the yeah, Christian I kind of wagon. Fell off the wagon. Yeah. Or some people's like, I walked away from yeah. the faith and then just life happened and, and I woke up and, and went, Oh yeah. No. And I'm like, yeah, I really want to be back. And, and how do I get there? How do I grow close to mm-hmm. God? And so we're going to get into some a little personal time here, my, my good friend here. And signing off. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm uh, kidding. So I got a, f- a couple questions uh, yeah, I like that I, I would like us both to just discuss, and then, uh, and then we'll dive into some other stuff. But, uh, Mark, have you ever experienced a time when you felt distant from God <laughs> and wanted to get closer? Uh, yeah, 100%. Can you elaborate? 100%. Like, okay, so... If we back up a little bit and not necessarily deal with just, you know, situation right now, I would say the first time was more of not even when my dad died. And I talked about this like in the first episode and some other ones, but more so when I got dragged out here to South Bend and had to deal with new siblings and new stepdad and stuff like that. I'm like, this just sucks. Like this genuinely like I don't I I don't like this. Right. And asking the questions of what the purpose of all this stuff is anymore and kind of just like I'm done with this life and I don't really want to do it and I really don't care what happens either. Mm. And you know, I was 10 when I started thinking that and then you know it got real when I was like 12 or 13. Um but I would say probably the times that I have struggled the most with actually feeling close to God is when things are okay. I don't mm. know how weird that is to say. Like I mean, people by now, if you're, you know, been listening to the podcast for a while, I, my story has been wild over the last handful of years Yeah, and dealing with, you know, a, you know, divorce and then remarriage and, you know, uh, new kids, merging families, uh, dealing with, you know, losing the job that I loved, having to switch careers, having to do all these different things. You know, it's like those times it was easy because I'm like, I need help. Right. And to be honest with you, I'm one of those guys where I'm not great at being like, I'm going to have my, Beth is, Beth is my hero when it comes to this. When it comes to actually having, she calls her Jesus time, where she reads devotional, she does her Bible, like she reads from the scripture, she journals, she notes, she has a prayer journal. I mean, like homegirl's on when she's on. I've never been that way. And I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm just calling it like I see it. And so for me though, 
you know, when, when things are getting tough and when things are getting hard and when things are just raw and vulnerable, it's a lot more to be raw and vulnerable with God. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot more easy for like when we were going through that stuff together, I was raw and vulnerable with you Mm -hmm. raw and vulnerable with my counselor. Now I also was so hurt that I didn't want to really do anything or go anywhere. Right. But I would say sometimes the times when I felt farthest from God was when a, I was, um, you know, as a pastor working in the ministry, but doing it and just feeling like I'm leading on empty and I'm leading on zero where it's like, I, I'm a professional Christian who just wants to break. Right. And you're, 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 you're burned on. out. And, and, and not even just burnt out. It's more just the fact of, I felt like I always had to be on yeah. and I could never be not okay. Cause, right. because as a, like there was this one side of I'm a person, but the other side of, of it's my job to do these things. So I would say sometimes when I felt farthest from God is when I was doing the most things for him but it was just doing, 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 kind of like that Martha Mary conversation where mm. I was, you know, marthing up the snot out of that place, but not really sitting at the feet of Jesus. Right. But, you know, but then there's been so many times where I'm like, man, life just sucks right now. I don't know what else to do. And that's when I would turn to God and then be like, all right, God, I can't do this. I need some help. I need some verses. I need some podcasts and, and this, that, and the other. So, you know, the question of when I have felt distance from God, but want to get closer was like, I feel like I'm doing all these things for God. Mm-hmm. But am I really being with God? But I don't really have time to be with God because my job is not for me to be close to God. My job is to help these teenagers. It's to help these adults. It's to help my church grow closer to God because my job as a pastor was to help lead people to Jesus, and that's exhausting. Hmm. And, you know, so I'm leading people to Jesus, but am I leading myself to Jesus? And I, I would say that's when it was hard because there was never, like, there was always a hole in the bucket. You know what I mean? There's yeah. always a hole in the bucket that you had to help, that you, they had to get out. Do you think it's almost detrimental then to, to say that, <clears throat> some people may be called to be able to be a pastor in such a way that they don't feel like it's a job. And then there's people that are called that just like their personality type is it's a job and I have to do this. Like, I, and I'm not saying that either person is not called. Right. I'm just saying personality wise, is it easier for somebody with the personality to be like, no man, bro, I'm just always on fire for Jesus and it's not uh, it's not I, a job it's a passion and then a person who has it, the mindset of it's just my personality so it's it's a job it's a passion but it's a jo- I don't I don't know if I, I, I know it. what you're saying like like so there's certain people that are I had a really weird voice squeak there there's a lot of amazing people out there who are very good at the job mm-hmm. and not in a bad way right. like I think of Pastor Scott for example right mm-hmm. he is phenomenal at the administrative work the mm-hmm. budgeting and the resourcing and the how do we do the best we can with the money that we have how can we be frugal sure. how can we do all these different things Scott was downright genius when it came to administrative work he was downright phenomenal when it came to not going so fast that we were always hurting ourselves. He always was a cost benefit analysis type personality. Sure. So when it came to, there's always, and that's the thing that most people don't realize when they try to get into the pastor world is there's always things you have to do no matter what. Right. And so, you know, I was even talking with the uh, elementary principal at our school that the kids go to, she's stepping down because she was a teacher first. They asked her to step in. She did it. And she's like, I miss teaching because right. I don't get to just be with the kids. I have to do all this other work to make right. sure everybody else does. And right. that's kind of what sometimes pastoring feels like. Is I have to do all this other work to make sure all of this stuff happens. Sure. Um, but I do think that there are some natural gifts and abilities that people have where they're like, this is just my passion and I love this. Like Pastor Scott, for example. Right. There'd be no way that man would be in ministry at 20, for 20 something years at the same church. Well, and, and it, let's be honest, we're not it, like, when people like, oh, you've been at 20 church. How big is your church? 220 but he's a pastor first like but, he cares about the heart 
and and know? he also is passionate about the administration administrative side. It's well, because not, it has not, to be done, right? But it's even beyond that. It's something that I think he enjoys doing. Well, to he a was, point. he's a he's a uh, finance major, exactly. Like so like, yeah. to, to him, not and finance it, major, but something with that. His, accounting. He's an accountant. He but, he graduated as an accountant. But his personality though is fit for it too. Where it's, it it doesn't wear on him to do that stuff. Nope. And it also he's gifted with just just loving the snot out of people too. I mean, he's just gifted with it. And that's what I'm saying. Like to, to me, being the outsider looking at you and him, I could see your personality of hey, I need to get this done because it's not something the administrative side isn't something that you necessarily hate, but it's not necessarily something you enjoy. It has to be done to it do the work. To, right, exactly. Now I enjoy creating systems but I, and plans, but I feel like that was more taxing on you than just loving the snot out of people that you did very well. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I guess what I'm saying. Now, but my personality is I was very good at creating programs and experiences. So my my ability to create experiences for my yeah, teenagers but I think, helped them but grow I th- and understand Jesus. I think Jesus. that's because... But it was out you, of my love for my Exactly, teens. exactly. Yep. But it's because of the love and understanding of people. And so I think that's where you were gifted. And, and that's what my question is. Do you think it's easier to be burned out when you're that type of person in a pastoral position that has to deal with the administrative service? Um. Uh, Yes and no. Um, I, I felt more drained because it was the fact of I was always pouring out to others. Sure. But, I mean, I had some people pouring into me, but a, a lot of times, no. Because even in, like, our, you know, adult connect group Bible study, in that group, outside of you, and, and not, not great, I was buddies with everybody. Sure. But when it came to spiritual conversations, everyone was like, oh, one of the pastors is in the room. So they would kind of like, shh hushed down. Right. And so I had some really good friendships and relationships, but how many of them were pouring back into me? And was I drawing from the well to pour out to people? And I did not do that well. And so I would say probably the most fruit I've ever had in my personal Christian walk has been the last couple of years where, yes, I'm pouring out to, you know, this on the podcast and I I have some other passion projects that I'm doing and we're DMing people all the time. You, You do better than I do sometimes. But, um, if, if, by the way, if you DM us and we DM, DM you back instantly, that means uh, we've already are on our phones because we're addicted. But, uh, but, <laughs> but, but you know, but, but with this, the, this whole thing is the fact of I have not had to force myself to be on. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been able to pull back, have no expectations when I walk right. into a church building, and I just get to be a person that's right. tired and broken and has marital issues and has kid issues. Like, I'm a normal person. It's not like, right. oh, the pastor's like, they're over there on the pedestal well, during their and, thing. And that's know? what I mean. Like, I think that sometimes that title pastor weighs heavy on some where it doesn't weigh as heavy on others, I guess is the best way to describe it. I think it. it's true. And there's a lot of truth to that. And like, I'm learning that about the like the church, like because Beth and I are switching churches. Sure. The, at the new church we're at, they actually even... There's there's a difference in the pastorate where the fact of Scott was a shepherd mm-hmm. and a pastor, right. whereas the pastor that I'm at the church now, he is a leader and a visionary, and he's very much flat out, he's very good with expectations for the fact of, I cannot individually disciple every one of you guys. Right. So what do we do instead? We disciple people who disciple people who disciple people. Right. And I might not be able to, like, if you're having a really hard time, I might not be able to get to you right away because there's literally like 400 other people that that sure. called this church home. And so I think there's different people who have different gifts and can lean into that. Like I was trying to find the passage and it's in uh, Ephesians four where it says he gave some, so it's a gift to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for right. the perfecting of the saints. So there are some people who are called to go out and be the on fire all the time. I'm thinking the David Platts, 
Right. Where it's yeah. like, homeboy, everyone comes to watch that man burn because right. that man loves Jesus. The John Pipers, the John Exactly, but then so. there's some people who are called to be the prophets, and then there's some people who are called to be different, teachers. Different gifts. Exactly, yeah. different gifts for the edification of the body. Right. And so I think, as a, going back to the pastor conversation, each pastor has been given different abilities and giftings sure. and, and whatever, same but, as people in the church, and I, everyone's given different And I think and that's giftings. important that if, if you're a church and you don't know that, you could burn people out. And that's, and, and that's what my, I'm getting at here is that that administrative side, I don't think, I think you felt distant from God because things were being required of you that were outside of your natural gifting. Um, a little bit, but I also have, like, I, I do those well. I just, I don't like them. Um, but that's what I'm saying. But it's I, a, not, but I it's think not a it was more the gift. fact of I felt like there was always a hole in the bucket. And I have I have a huge savior complex. Right. And so there is always a leaky hole in the bucket of like, if if I don't save these teenagers from drowning, no one else can do it. When in reality, God does the saving. I'm just called to be the messenger. But I lived my life as a youth pastor, as in I have so many teens that I have to bring to the feet of Jesus. And I, there's a word there that's not good. It's the word I. Yeah. I have to I, do it. I don't want to dive too much no, further no, into this, no, no, but you, okay. I do want to ask another question. Okay, okay. Because I struggle at times with it too. How detrimental is that Savior's complex <laughs> to, to people like you and I? Um, and I'm going to throw myself in there because I'm that way too, and I have to watch myself even in the podcast realm of, well, we're doing this, and, and it's us, and it's like, no, it's not. It's God, and God's going to use it the way he's going to use it. And I have to constantly remind myself of that because if I don't, I will get that savior's complex. I, I tend to have a pendulum complex where it's either like I have to be all in or not in at all. Right. And so sometimes like if, if I see certain messages and I'm like, I'm just not ready to answer that. I just will like ignore it, which I'm like, Oh, they don't need me. It's like, I'm, it's just a podcast, right. whatever. But then there's some people where it's like, I will call you day or night, homie. Let's figure this crap out. Yeah. Um, I would say the problem with the savior complex is there's always one more. There's always one more. There's always something else to do. There's always another text that you have to send. There's always another email you have to send. There's always another parent you have to meet with because the fact of all of their their hope, rest, and future rest on my performance. I think that's where the exhaustion comes Which from. Which I think is, is wrong. Oh, 100%. I think that whenever we put ourselves as that savior or we have to do this or else, we're, we're, we are 100% dead wrong. And I, again, I'm throwing myself out under the bus right, right there. So, uh, because it is, it's like, oh, I have to, I have to answer this because if I don't, who else will, who will now granted there is, I think a gifting that you and I have with being able to have that call to sure. do it, but it's right. But it's, it's the same idea of any too much of a, too much of anything is a bad thing. Well, it's just like, it, you have to keep everything in check. It all goes back to pride and, and too, that, you know? Right. And that's what I'm trying to get at, I guess here is that is that we have to keep ourselves in check. And, and our listeners, if you're in that type of position where you have some type of influence, you always have to keep yourself in check. Because if you don't, pride could run away real quick on you. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of people who ask this question, I mean, let's be honest, I mean, you guys are pastors out there. But I feel like a lot of people ask this question because it's the, they woke up one day and it was kind of like they were just kind of drifting on a raft. And all of a sudden they woke up sure. and went, Holy crap! The island's way over there well, now. And I was just hanging out. Let me tell you. Okay, I'll, I'll give you, know? you. So, so yeah, I, I want to step into the re- everyday person. I've piece. struggled with it, and I'll get a, a little bit personal here and say that, you know, when when Janiel and I first met, I was not living for God at all. In fact, I was the complete opposite. And we've talked about this in episode one, and then I found my way back to God by going to church and talking with pastors, and and I was back on fire again. And then over time, over the years, I f- slowly felt myself drifting. 
back to not like doing the sins or whatever, just not communicating with God, not reading scripture, not so, you know, immersing myself with things that led me and drew me closer to God. And it all came to a head for me uh, when my wife, Janiel, had been saying, like, I really want to do this with you. I really want to study. I don't see you ever study your Bible. I don't see this and that. And it's like, okay. And I kept pushing off, pushing off. And then one day I just snapped at her over something stupid about one of our kids. And, like, I went up to my – I just, like, fine, whatever. And I went up to my room. And, it like, God just hit me, and I broke. Mm. I broke. And when I broke, it was like – I'm an idiot. <laughs> Can I ask? Was that still early on in the marriage? What, no, this that was like two, more recent. That was like two years ago, two and a half years ago, something like that. I can't remember exactly. It was well, yeah, because twenty twenty. Be it was well, yeah. it was twenty twenty. It was like beginning of twenty twenty. Well, maybe tw- end of 2019, 2020, somewhere up in there. It was when I was at the other house, mm. and I just remember crying and coming downstairs and repenting to her about everything and just like just bawling my eyes out about how I didn't feel close to God and how I was, I just felt broken. And I had been going to church. I've been going to Southside all this time. You know, you and I had just started the podcast. And so I'm sitting here doing the podcast and, and it just, God, it wasn't that, you know, the only studying I would do is be for the podcast and just relying off my old knowledge. And then God just broke me. God broke me. (laughs) And it wasn't even like hardship, but it was just like, I felt so empty. I felt so far from God. And that's when I felt like, okay, I really want to get closer to God. So that's kind of where my story was at. And, you know, it's like sometimes it's like we, man, good. I think of like the story of the, the, the a lot of people probably relate to the story of the prodigal son, just not, not to the extreme of what the prodigal son did, but more the fact of they find themselves so far away from home. But at the same token, I think we lose the aspect of, you know, every single time we feel far from God, God is not always far Right. You know, like that's the thing is God is right there. Like if, if, you know, my kids, if they ever think, man, like I just, I messed up so bad. Daddy ain't never going to take me back. Nah, man, I'm going to be right there waiting, you know, because I want that relationship with my kids. And so I think so many times when, when podcast listeners and us and other people go, I just feel far from God. My, my, my fr- couple questions that always pop in my head is the fact of, okay, so w- what is your lifestyle right now? And a lot of times what I hear is the fact of, you know, oh, I, I'm not doing, which is classic answers. Oh, I'm just not doing things I should. I'm making bad decisions. Sure. Now, let's be honest. Our sin does put a chasm between us and God. Like, there is no question. Right. Our sin will put a chasm between us and God, whether it's pride, whether it's workahol- being a workaholic, or whether it's porn. It does not matter. It will separate us from God because sure. we're doing things that God hates. It's right. the sin, you know? So there's nothing, like, that's just a fact. But so many times when I hear people say, oh, oh I just feel far from God. I go, okay, so what are you doing that should help you. Well, you know? and, and and I want to get into that. That's a little what I bit. want to ask is, what are you doing? So, to help you? so, but you made a good point there. You know, a lot of the things I hear of, um, you know, when I go, okay, well, what makes you feel like you're so far from God, or why, why did you feel like you can get close to God? Um, you know, I've heard I'm too busy, and I've said a lot of these myself. I'm too busy. You know, I'm just real busy with work right now, and and I got a lot going on, or I'm busy with my home life. You know, I got. Uh, which is fair. I'm, We're all busy. I'm, I'm gonna use We're you, all busy. I'm going to use you because you're the busiest guy. Okay. I know. I'm running my own business, and i got a, seven kids and a new wife that I'm trying to learn to live with, and I've got personal issues. i got to go uh, meet with my psychiatrist. I, just just look at how busy your life is. Just look at and it's not I'm nothing, tired just thinking about it. And it's nothing it. that you can – it's all stuff you have to do. And it's not, it's not bad. It's not – no, it's not bad. But look at how busy your life is, right? So a, a lot of people go, I'm just too busy. 
I'm just too busy. I can't make time for God because I literally just, I, ha- I have to do these things. I don't have a choice, and I'm just too busy. Uh, I'm too distracted. So, man, this happens to me. Whenever those hard times come, I get real distracted because I hyper-focus on whatever the issues are mm-hmm. right at the moment. Um, even when I've lost friendships, I've hyper-focused at the loss of that friendship, and I at get the distracted. Pain. And, and, my, and my therapist, uh, counselor, Neil, shout out to you, Neil, um, and even Beth's therapist said this about me, the fact of, it sounds like whenever whenever I'm having bad days, it sounds like Mark's in the middle of, of, of grieving and lament. Sure. And you know, and that's and that's a real life thing. And you're distracted of dealing with the real junk of life. You're yeah. distracted by lament, right? Mm-hmm. Which then turns me into a not very happy now, person. Now, granted, other people get distracted by. I'm distracted by the opposite sex. I'm distracted by distracted by social media. I mean, there's a lot of things you can be distracted by. Social media is probably a big culprit. I'm trying to I'm trying to stick to the more wholesome. Like, all yeah. Right, um, I feel guilty over sin. Yep. Yep. I that, mean, how I many times you go? A standard I, I've, yeah. I've sinned, and I don't feel like I can. Talk to God. I'm not worthy. I don't, I'm, I'm not worthy enough. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> You'll never which then worthy. causes shame, which causes you separation from right. from even the things sure. of God, right? Sure. Um, I've, I've just stopped praying. You know, I just, I'm not really getting anything out of praying, so I just stopped. You know, okay, that makes you feel distant from God. I stopped going to church. Whew, man, that's a big one. That's a big one because... Now you've separated yourself from the from, body. From the people that should encourage you. It's right. like the classic, like the, the time that you feel like you shouldn't go to church. Yeah, that's when you, you should. You probably should go to church. I mean, the, those are the people that you're supposed to live life with. When you feel distant, you should be voicing that, hey, I feel distant. Because they're supposed to help encourage you and and pray with you and walk with you in whatever way they can. And just be there with you. Uh, so uh, I don't want to follow a list of rules. Now we're getting into more of the <laughs> I want. Okay, right? yeah, like you got to do X, Y, and Z to be, so, be man, with God. Just, yep, yeah, man. I don't, I don't want to have to like watch what I say. I don't want to have to like watch what I watch. I just want to watch whatever I want. I want to say whatever I want. I want to drink as much as I want. I want to smoke as much as I want. I want to do all this stuff because I just want it. I don't. I don't want to have to worry about this stuff because it's all grace, right? It's just grace, and you know, grace covers a multitude of sins, and yeah, and, and that's that. Well, that guess what? That'll cause you real quick to feel distant from God. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to follow God anymore. I just I grew up in church. I think that's probably a big one that people I, are going to. You know, I grew up. Yeah. yeah, I grew up in this, and I just I don't feel it. I don't feel it, and so I just I don't really want to follow God anymore. Um, I don't want to give up a sin. I, I'm really addicted to pornography, and I don't want to give it up. Or alcohol. I'm really or, addicted to getting drunk. I gotta mm-hmm. I, I gotta have that buzz before I can do anything. I gotta I gotta smoke that bowl of weed before I can function correctly. And I've I've had to walk alongside a lot of people like that. And and I just don't want to give it up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give up not talking good among men. I wanna I wanna be able to there and do all the crass jokes and all this stuff. Um, I want to fit in, yeah. Yeah, because I want to fit in. Um, speaking of fitting in, I want to be. Ex- I want to have acceptance from the world. Mm. I, I just want to. I don't want to be the oddball. I don't want to be the. Oh, look, there goes the Christian. I just. I want to fit in, so I just kind of make myself what I used to call myself. Right. This is Chris. Chris, personal type. I'm a chameleon. I fit in anywhere. Where it's like if you're in the I Christian change, circles, you can easily I, vibe with that. I change to whatever situation I'm around. If I'm around the guys swearing, I, I used to be the guy that swore. If I was around the guys that crack up and drink a bunch, I'd be the guy that cracked up and drank a bunch. I mean, it, you know, I was the chameleon. I could change and sh- shape shift into whatever situation I was in. You were you were the Pokemon Ditto. And let me guess, or let me let me tell you something. Uh, I wasn't very close with God. 
Can uh, I just ask, was that exhausting? Oh, very much. <laughs> like, very like, much like, so. this is a personal question. Like, was it exhausting? Very much so. But when that's you not crave, my That's not my natural personality. When you crave acceptance, right? Well, yeah, but you and I grew up in ver- two very different lifestyles of households, right? Yep. You grew up where, yeah, you, you lost your dad and you had a stepdad who was no good, but you had a mom who loved you. And you still, mm-hmm. your mom is still like crazy, loves you guys, and like, just will give you the shirt off her back for you. Pretty much. Um, my family was not that way. Um, I dealt with a lot of abuse, and even so much so when I was uh, in my early adult years, I was living with my dad, and my dad and mom were separated at the time. My mom said, I'll move back in, but Chris has to move out because I don't want to live. I don't want him living here. So how, when you're not accepted by your own I family. I actually didn't even know that. When you're, when you're not accepted by your own family, you look for acceptance anywhere you can get it, right? That's fair. So... And this is a real thing, and I, I know we've got at least one or two listeners out there that struggle with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the the final thing that keeps us from getting close with God that I've heard, right? And there's probably many, many more things, but these are just the things that I've personally heard and, and have experienced myself is just having your identity in the world and ha- not having your identity in Christ, right? Not knowing who you are. Thinking my identity, Mark, we've talked about this, so I'm going to bring it. My identity, my identity is wrapped up in pastor. That's my identity as pastor. I'm still working on shaving that off, man. My identity is steelworker. My identity is barista. Podcaster. Yeah, whatever it is. But my identity Husband, is, this dad, thing, yeah. is this thing that revolves in being in the world. Mm-hmm. And not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but that's my identity. My identity is I am gay. My identity is I'm an alcoholic. My identity is all these things that we could have our identity in. Or, hey, my identity is just I'm... I'm Chris Fuller. I'm I'm a father of three. I mean, and you can even have your identity. The fact of such a stakeholder is oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a, right. I'm a this. I'm a right. I'm a Democrat. I'm, I'm a Republican. Ba- I'm a Baptist. I'm a Baptist. <laughs> oh, you go to the funny world. It's like man, I'm I'm not a Protestant. I'm a Baptist. No, yeah. it's not a Baptist. It's a Baptist. Baptist. I'm a Baptist. I, yeah, I can't. Or I'm a Catholic. Or I'm a, I'm a this. I'm a that. And it's like no. No, you're you're a child of God, or or you're a child of. of and the we other say person. this all the time, but like the original term Christian wasn't a noun or a verb; it was an adjective describing people who right. decided to live the way, right? The exactly. way like Jesus. So we've gone through all this. So how can we actually grow in our relationship with God? Right. right. We see all the things that can keep us from growing, and and I kind of just want to touch base on some of the ones we just said we keeps us from growing. And then we'll go into some other things. Um, but being too busy, being too distracted, you know, there's that old thing. What was, I think it was one of your words or your, your wor- couple of words is be still. Uh, yeah, that's a couple of years ago. Yeah. Be still. Psalms 37, five through seven. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act, making your righteousness shine like the dawn, your justice like the noonday. Be silent before the Lord and wait expectantly for him. Do not be agitated by the one who prospers in his way by the person who carries out evil plans. Just be still. Just be. Sometimes it's just, hey, I just need to take away all the distractions, quit being so busy, and just sit and be. And there's a, another pastor buddy of mine. He's, he's you know, over in uh, the Bristol area. He goes, he, he's actually asking the question now. Uh, he's been youth pastor for 12 years, same church, sure. and going, you know, it's just tiring. Like He goes, I just want to, like, almost quit so I can reset my personal life and, right. and reset my own personal walk with Jesus. And I think a lot of us are scared to do that of a reset, whether we are following Jesus with it or not, you know, being still and quiet is scary. Like, I yeah. mean, to be honest with you, the most lonely nights I've ever had 
was when there You're were by yourself, <laughs> there, there, yeah. especially like, you know, when, 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 you know, my ex first left, you know, it was just flat out just me alone in a house. Right. Which was awful. Yeah. Which is, that's why I'm glad. That's one reason why we started podcasting on one of the nights that we did because the, the house was empty. Well, let me tell you, I, you know, I spent last week in the hospital with COVID and you want to talk about quietness. What was your care package? Pretty cool though. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, and, I drove through and, a blizzard to get that to you. And it's all gone. <laughs> I wasn't wondering how long that care package was going to last. Not very well. Cause I, I brought it home. I, I wasn't feeling up to eating while I was there. So when I got home and started feeling better, I started eating it and the kids started eating it. And now it's just gone. It was a good time. It was phenomenal. All Beth, except for the Dunkin' Donuts, eh, the s'mores. Eh. No, that, that was that's a bit of a well, let's just it was see a little too. Like. It was, it, I don't was know it if it, sweet. I don't know if it was COVID, but it was too sweet. It was just well, like, oh, it's ooh. naturally too sweet. Yeah, it was just like woo, that's sweet. Yeah, that's but anyways, um, but man, being in the hospital like that first day, there wasn't like I didn't see anybody till noon. I was in the I got taken up to the room at like eight o'clock, and it was mm-hmm. just from eight to noon. Those four hours, it was just so quiet, and it was just like. I want to go home. I want to be around my family. Like I, I want to get out of here. <laughs> like, and I needed to be there, but I was like, I want to get out of here. And it's just so hard. And it's, we're just not used to it in this day and age. We're nope. just not used to it. But used being still, sometimes it's just as easy as, Hey, I'm just going to sit down and I'm not going to look at nothing. I'm not going to read nothing. I'm not even going to talk to God. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be and meditate. Just meditate and be like, all right, God, but, but, but the lean into it, right. It's, it's be still and know that I am God. So I think right. part of that, knowing that I am God peace comes into what we had the conversation before of this is where theology comes in right. of, you know, I think being still and knowing that he is God, that means being still and learning who he is right. and understanding who he is yes. and, and, and know some of the ins and outs. So that's where, you know, uh, my counselor, Neil always said, you know, what, what got you through this was not just your you know, your faith or your family, he goes, it was your theology knowing who God was. I, he said, you just have to re, you just had to relearn who you were in God and where God worked in your day. Cause he's like, right. you know, all the theology about God. Right. Now so that anchored, it, that anchored it. The right. fact that I know God is good. I know God is sovereign. I know God cares about his children and that this world is broken. So right. I, I had all these things. And I think this is where theology can come into play of when we understand good theology and when the, you know, the, the, the Maverick City came out with that one song of uh, Firm Foundation of, you know, uh, it's, it's like w- rain came and winds blew, but my house was built on you. And if you know where your foundation lies, where that rock is, you know, you can be still in that truth and just remember and know that he is God. So I think it but, starts less about what we're doing and more just who God is. But you, you know? have to be careful because you, you don't want to find your identity in theology either. Right, 100%. But what I'm saying is the fact <laughs> of the fact of it doesn't start with, oh, you just got to do better. You just got to be better. So it starts with what you said. It starts with being still and just knowing who God is. Right. Yeah. So and drawing well, closer to yeah. God first starts with knowing who God is. Yeah, just 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 being still and knowing God. Uh-huh. Um, so I talked about the the feeling guilty over sin or not wanting to give up sin. Um, you know, you just got to, sometimes you just got to confess your sin and and know that you're forgiven, right? And sometimes that's hard to accept. Sometimes you, you commit a sin and you beat yourself up and you just, it's very hard to accept that he is actually forgiven you and that you are worthy, right? First mm-hmm. uh, John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all, all unrighteousness, which means, hey, there ain't no sin on you no more. But what do we got to do? We, we've, we're told we got to confess, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's super important that people are like, well, just grace, you know, grace, grace, grace. Yeah, there's grace, but we also have some things that we got to obey <laughs> the, too. The, the, the grace comes when we get, when we find forgiveness well, in the cross, you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and the, and the forgiveness in the cross, that's that's part that's of the just, mercy that's, too. Part, that's part of the justification, right? We can't earn that. 
Like so, confess confession for justification is wrong theology mm-hmm. because you can't confess to be saved. You have to confess Jesus is Lord, but you can't confess a sin because that saving happens because Christ saves us. Right. That's the sanctification process. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the changing and the transformation in us. That's where the confession of our sins comes in, and that's where I think people it gets a little muddied in the water for them because they're like. Oh, I'm saved because I confessed my sins to Jesus and said he was Lord. Well, no, confessing your sins is part of sanctification. Jesus saved you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's your justification. It's a, it's a free gift. You don't earn it. <laughs> um, but just knowing, and, and I know at times I have a hard time with this. I scream and yell at my kids, and I feel like I can't pray after that because I lost control and I feel horrible. And even though I've apologized for my kids, I don't feel worthy enough to pray. I, I, th- this happens weekly with me. Cause I, I lose it at times and it's so hard for me to get into a mindset of, of praying after, after that, because I feel guilty. I, I lost control. I yelled and it wasn't a, not that yelling is a bad thing, but yelling out of anger and un, un, unrighteous anger is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So even though I've confessed, I have to learn that, Hey, I am forgiven. And that's again, part of knowing that good theology. Um, Stop praying. Well, you know, I, and I said this to the couple of listeners that asked this question. Um, stop praying. Stop going to church. It's all about relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Two greatest commitment, commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Both relational. Right, and you can't have a relationship with your wife if you never see her talk with her, hang out with Janine, you know? Right. So how can you expect to have a relationship with God if you never talk to him, mm-hmm. if you never read his word? If you're never with his people. If you know? you're never with his people, right, exactly. So we we weren't created to be uh, lone wolf Christians. Lone wolf Christians, and we weren't created not to talk to our creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we got to get disciplined from time to time. we got to set aside time for God, for prayer, right? So you know, we, we look at how, for, for how many psalms were out there that, uh, that, that David was, like, crying out and, like, freaking out over, right? Uh, like all of them, right? So Psalm, <laughs> like I, all of them. I pulled out Psalm eighteen six because there were just so many. I was like, I don't even know which one to. But he goes, I called to the Lord in my distress, and I cried to God for help for His temple. From His temple, He heard my voice, and my cry to Him reaches His ears. Man, this is such a beautiful portion of of David's psalm because it shows that God hears us from His throne. Mm-hmm. Right? We cry out in our distress, and it doesn't say God came down. Uh, and, and helped him and got him out of his situation. It just says he, uh, I cried out to God for help, and he heard my voice from his temple, uh, and my cry reached his ears, right, showing that he listens to his people. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't feel like he's responding, he listens. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, just to take a pause real quick, I'm thinking of what it used to be like in the Old Testament, right, where, you know, David was able to go into the temple, but so many times people couldn't just go before God. They had to a priest or a sacrifice or whatever. Right. And now we're told enter the throne room boldly because of right. what Jesus said, because we are the sons and daughters of God. So we don't, we don't need a priest to go before us. We don't need to have a man of God to light the way. And we don't need a professional Christian to do the things when right. we're called to literally, we're the sons, daughters, co-heirs to the throne we don't have Yo, to we wait. can just walk right in. We don't have to wait for pastor to pray. No, the veil was torn, man, right. which gives us direct access to God the Father. And I'm saying this from my perspective. I don't. I, I take advantage is the wrong word, but I don't. I I, I don't um, particularly um, 
use that perk and gift mm. very well. And it's important because we're told to pray constantly, right? First Thessalonians yeah, five sixteen through 22 says, Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Don't stifle the spirit. Right, so we not do these things. We're stifling the spirit. Mm-hmm. Don't despise prophecies, but test all things. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Like this is like this a is big basic. list. Of, this is a big list of hey, you should guys need to do this. And right? the Holy Spirit is the one that draws us closer to God. He's the one right. that seals us till the day of redemption. So if we're stifling the spirit, that right. means we're doing something wrong. That means we're not drawing close to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what that means. We're not in fellowship at that point. Uh, Colossians 4, 2 through 4 says, Devote yourself to prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray for us also, for us that God may open a door to us for the word to speak for the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains, so that I may know or make it known as it should. This is Paul talking to the Colossian church. Mm-hmm. But he's telling them, hey, devote yourselves to prayer. Stay alert in it with thanksgiving. So, means, hey, you're praying and you're so alert with your prayer and you're being thankful in that alertness <laughs> like because you're alert with it. Mm-hmm. So it's so super important. Another thing is to read your Bible. Again, oh man, Psalm 119, right? It's the alphabet of, of the Hebrews. My word is a lamp. Right. My so did you know like... Yep, a little kid song? Well, no. Did you know that Psalm 119 goes through the entire mm-hmm. Hebrew alphabet? Like, So it's Alaf, uh, Bet, uh, so, you know, Psalm 119, 105, I forget which letter it stands for, but this is how the Hebrews used to learn all the promises of God. This is like mm. their creed, right? That's 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 kind of cool to think about. Their, their catechism. Yeah, this is their catechism, right? Um, Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. His word, right? This is scripture. The scripture is a, a lamp to the feet and a light to the path. It illuminates. Uh, it's illuminating. Second uh, Timothy two fifteen says, "Be diligent to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, correctly teaching the word of truth." Again, this is to Timothy. Second uh, Timothy three fourteen through seventeen. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believe. You know uh, those who taught you, and you know that from your infancy you have known the sacred scriptures. So Timothy knew, right, as a Greek Jew. Uh, knew the sacred scriptures from his infancy. And right? the best part is his mama and his grandmama taught him. Right. Doesn't say anything about his dad. So I'm just nope. saying you can come from a single, single, single mama home and still be okay. Right. Which you, uh, which are able to give you wisdom of salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for, t- for teaching, for rebuke, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Mm. But guess what? None of that stuff applies to you if you ain't reading it. That's true. Like, how can you teach it? How can you, you use it for know it? teaching or rebuking or correcting or training in righteousness? And going right? back, you know, into Acts 240, uh, 240 through 47, I bring that up all the time. What did, what did the early church do? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, right. to the breaking of bread, to the fellowship, and to the prayers. Right. Like, they stayed in constant fellowship with each other, but they devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles. How you going to know about Jesus and how to follow him if you ain't studying it? But my favorite part of this, you know? of 2 Timothy 3 is 17 so that the man of God may be complete, right? We feel far from God. <laughs> we feel like we ain't complete. But it says if you're doing these things, right, if you're studying these things, you you're going to you, feel complete, equipped for every good work. So it's super important. 
and it helps our relationship. And, and I, I want to lean to that equipped for every good work. I mean, it kind of leans into the fact of, you know, what we know about God is supposed to then, you know, fuel the rest of our lives, right? right. So yep. it's not just what we know and we keep it inside, but what we do, what we know is supposed to change how we live and how we go. Right. You know, what you know is supposed to change how you go. Know and go. <laughs> Um, so I got two more things real quick and then we can do a final thoughts because yeah, we're already no, at over an hour. You know so. what, man? I don't got a final thought, dude. I say, let's just wrap this thing up. Cause right. you, you, this is beautiful, man. So I'm liking this conversation. We, the other thing we, you know, we talked about losing your identity. So we have to learn to put off the old men and put on the new finding your identity in Christ. Colossians three, one through 17. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient. And you once walked in these things when you were living in them, but now put away all the following anger and wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. In Christ, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another in any if any has grievance against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are to forgive. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity, and let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you, in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Man, I just love this section of scripture. So it talks about how we died, and we died with Christ, right? And we're a new man. So it went through all the things that the old man did. And now we're a new man, and all the things that the new man should be doing, that is our identity. Our mm -hmm. identity is in Christ. And this is what our identity should look like. And if we're living in that old old man identity, we're doing the wrong thing. That's that we're sinning. And and living in that old man identity, you know, separates not just us from God, but it actually separates us from other people. Right. Because it talks about all these different things that all of a sudden it goes right into, oh, and forgive one another. It's not yeah. they, they they are connected, right? You know? Yes. And so when we are actively sinning, whether it's you know, it's talking about up here where it's about you know, you know, put away anger, wrath, malice, slander, that separates you from people. Lies, that separates evil desires and greed. But even though and filthy language from your mouth. Right. Like these things separate like us from other people, us, you know? Yeah. And so when we're getting separated from other people, obviously we're going to be separated from God's family, which makes us feel separated from God because we are separating ourselves from God because we're doing things that are, I don't want to say unbecoming of a Christian, but it's it's the old selfish, uh, old, um, 
old selfish desires that the old, uh, for lack of a better word, the, the old man, like what you said, the old right. man has, you know? So it, it, you know, all these things and, and uh, again, people, some people might be going, oh man, it's another list of rules. Well, let me tell you something. You should take up the, what they call, what the Bible calls the yoke of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So, so Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, come to me, all you are, who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, right? This is Christ speaking. This is a promise. Take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So it's not just a list of rules and these things that we're supposed to become and these things that we're not supposed to do is actually going to be easier than, than living in the life that we are well, living. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? It's like it's 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 the idea of you can live what you think is an easy life now and then the consequences are not easy. Right. Or you can have a little bit of discipline right. and not have to deal with the consequences, which let's be honest, everyone wants that life. Everyone right. complains about, oh, I can't believe I got this, 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 this. Bruh, you got an $80,000 truck with a lot of bit of debt. That's why that's why you're dealing <laughs> right. with this right now. Like but, you don't have to have the house and the phones and the this or the right. the experiences and this, that, and the other where it's just going to wake up with regret. Well, and you know? again, Jesus, this is a, a clear statement from Jesus that his yoke is easy and his burden is light and he's not a man that he should lie, right? God is right. not a man that he should lie. And we have to, though Christ was 100% human, he was also 100% deity. He was also 100% God. So he's not a liar. What he says is truth. So to me, rather than questioning, man, it doesn't sound like it'll be easier. Well, Jesus doesn't lie. So I'm guessing it's going to be easier than the uh, the other. It so. sounds a lot more exhausting to fake it or hide it or keep it in the darkness. You know what right. I'm saying? Well, just think of all the trouble it's going to cause you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, if I think about someone who has an affair, right, because they've lusted, how much damage is that going to cause them and how much more are they going to have to work? And, I, and, you know, I look at your ex-wife. Look at all the running around she has to do just for the kids now, back and forth, back to you and to the school and all this other stuff that she has to do and you have to do. And let me ask you, is that easier than just being married? Nope. And being faithful? Nope. Yeah. It actually sucks a lot. And, and, and now we're, I mean, we have emotional damage for the oh, kids. Oh, of course. And, and yeah. that, I mean, we're not even going into all the emotional damage to you. We're talking and, about the physical the, the baggage annoyance that, that you have to carry into your new like, marriage. I don't, and even, all this I stuff. don't even see the kids more than right. half the half the year. Right, exactly. And so um, we look at that, and that's the result of sin, right? That's the result of, well, I want this quick gratification. At the time, it was just a quick gratification, and look what it's turned into. And that burden is heavy. Mm-hmm. That's a heavy burden. If you're being fake around your friends, right, you have to keep up that appearance. But what's it doing to your soul? That's exhausting. It's it's a burden to your soul, and this is why you're feeling far from God. Whereas you could just be like, I'm going to confess it and, and draw closer to God by reading Scripture and praying and doing the things I'm supposed to do, and and that burden's going to be so much lighter on your soul and on your mind. So that's all I got, man. That's yeah. I, I said originally I wasn't going to do yeah. any final thought. I always do. The, and you know, the verse from Revelation popped in my head of you know going back to your first love, right? Like that was the the one thing that the, in the the seven letters to the seven churches where the Church of Ephesus, it was the fact of he it, it, Jesus says, "I have this one thing against y'all. Do a lot of good stuff, but one thing you've you've forgotten your first love, right? You forgot why you were doing this in the first place." And that, that, that's one thought that popped in my head. The other one, though, is the fact of there's so many people out there that feel far from God 
But my question is, is how many people surrounding you are pushing you to follow God? Mm. Not necessarily to fake it. Like you can get in those Bible studies. Like I've known Bible studies where it's like five dudes and they, all they do is read tons of scripture and tons of theology books that this, that, and the other. And it's not always bad, but that's not always helpful for some, for some people too. I'm talking about, are you involved with people that know you by name? They know what's going on and you could literally say to them and it'd be okay with the fact of, I just don't feel close to God right now. I'm right. I'm genuinely not doing okay. Right. Because I think the 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 danger is more the fact of you have to be so scared that you'll be rejected by your friends by saying, I just don't feel close to God right now, rather than saying, guys, I'm struggling. I really don't feel close to God. Can, right. can, and, and not just can you help. But pray with but, me. And also just but just having that off your chest sometimes is, is what you need to be having other people go, you know what, I'm I'm not either. Can can, can we do this together? Right. And that's the thing is you gotta make sure you have that community where you can do that together. And if you don't have that community, talk to your pastor and find that community. Maybe your pastor can help plug you in. I know Janelle and I, when we first went to Southside, we weren't plugged anywhere until Mr. Marky Mark over I dragged here. you in a small group. You didn't drag me. You go, hey, we got I got us I got a young couple's or young family small group going on. You guys want to join? I'm like, let's go. <laughs> and, and here we are. And here we are now. Five years later. I love it. So so that's the only thing I would add is, yeah, you know, um, where it's uh, how can you grow? It's be still and just know who God is. Confess your sins because that's what separates us. You know, get disciplined. And I would even say some of discipline leans into of, you know, get some discipline. Not just go to church to say what's in it for me, but go to church because you know you will be, you know, encouraged. You'll be strengthened. You'll create a community. You'll have fellowship. And even if you don't even if it takes, you know, months and months, like, you know, even our, the, the pastor that of the church we're going to now, he said, to be honest with you, it might take you eight months before you find a friend in this church. And not because of, he goes, that's just for me talking with people for the last buku amount of years. And it takes time and effort. So, so many people just, they they don't want to put in the effort of the grind. It's like, we want, we want to go work out and instantly be like, yo, I hit the gym yesterday. I got my six pack. It's like, nah, bro, you've had, Eight years of eating ho hos and little debbies. It's gonna take a lot more than one time going to the gym to get that right. six pack back. And that's not a slam to anybody. It's right. just the fact of you can't expect Reality. instant in, instant gratification. But it's also like that you with know? with you know discipline of not just going to church, but hey, reading scripture. Like, what are you guys doing to read scripture? What music are you listening to? What What are you putting in your ears? What are you praying? Like, and and it doesn't have to be like everybody goes oh prayer. So I got to pray like you know, 15 minutes a day, oh, that's starting off, oh, man, and then it's just, they're going to expect more. How about this? Don't be, uh, don't be a monk. No, how about this? Start praying at your meals. Start there. Just start there. Start at praying at dinner time, right? You know, just a quick thank you, God, for the food. Bless it to nourish my body. Mm-hmm. Start there with your prayer. With your Bible reading, start with a little three-minute, five-minute, one-minute. They got one-minute devotionals. Takes you literally one minute. Are you telling me you can't dedicate one minute to God? Take one minute. And then once you've disciplined yourself in one minute, take three minutes. Once you've disciplined yourself in three minutes, take five minutes. And and again, it's like working out. Like you said, you know, you may be real sore and like, oh, this is exhausting. But like I know when I when I used to run, when I first started getting into running, uh, it took eight weeks before I started enjoying it. Eight long weeks of running five times, five days in that week I ran. 
and it took eight weeks before I started. I love it. you, but it's been twenty years, and I still don't enjoy it. Well, it's ten years since I've done it, so. <laughs> but, but I felt like, like you know, like I, I, I think I made a joke. I, I remember if it was on a live stream around this one, where it's like I just started going back to the gym after uh, since since right. Evie. We were expecting Evie, right? And so it's been about four years, and so I intentionally was like, I can't go hard. I gotta go easy now, yeah, so I still easy. worked out for an hour. Sure, but you know, I, I like I, I can think. Oh, I used to be able to bench two hundred, or right. I used to be able to do these curls, or I used to be able to do these flies, or I used to be able to. Three miles was a warm up run, you know, right. and now it's like this sucks. Three miles, I want to die. And so, bring I, me a ho -ho. so I still did it, and <laughs> right. I, I feel good, I feel sore, right. but uh, but you know, it was a smaller reps, smaller weights, and I had to get back into it. So maybe maybe that's part of it, too, is the fact that we feel far from God. We think we have to have these momentous catapulting just rather than just these little tiny steps. It's just just baby steps. Just take baby steps. The biggest and most important thing is to be consistent, right? And it's not fake it till you make it. It's not pull up my, my bootstraps and just do it. That's part of it, but it's saying, hey, I love God, and I want to have a relationship with God. Obviously, if you're saying man, I, I, how do I grow a close relationship? You've already got the hunger. You've got the hunger. It's like me when I want to diet and I go, man, I feel overweight. I need to diet. I've got the hunger. And now it's just the discipline of doing it. Mm -hmm. And now, so now it's just, okay, you've got the hunger. You got the want to, it's not being fake because you want to grow closer with God, but you're still, you still have to actively do it. But now it's time to, to have the rubber meet the road. Mm-hmm. And it's time to to get into your Bible and get into prayer. Like I said, if it's a one minute devotional and a thirty second prayer at dinner time to start, it's a start, right? Mm -hmm. And the more you do it, and the more you and, and I always tell people, pray that God gives you the hunger for Him, and be honest that you don't love Him like you should, because obviously, if you feel far, it means you've lost your way along the way. Mm. And you don't you love yourself and what you were doing more than you loved God and His ways, and so just admit that to Him because God already knows anyways. So that's all I got, man. Uh, let's just end it there, man, because that was that was beautiful. So, I can't word it any better. <laughs> Time for fun facts with Fillmore. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, say Lord. I always do the same laugh after I know it's not fake it's 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 stinking hilarious it's better than that <laughs> I haven't done that one in a while but what fun fact do you got for us for this so episode my dude fun fact of the day listeners of the Mark. week of the week of the week the day the month the year the lunar cycle I, I don't know oh did you know that the CIA headquarters has its own Starbucks Really? But baristas don't write names on the cups. <laughs> I'm like, where's the catch? I did not know that. Okay, okay. So its receipts say store number one instead of Starbucks, and its workers need an escort to leave their work posts. But the CIA has a Starbucks. The CIA has a Starbucks. They, they got the Starbucks. You would think there'd be somebody in there who could do some hand grinds, some nice <sighs> pour over. CIA, if you're listening, let me hook you up. <laughs> no, see, okay, so Madam Secretary still my favorite show. Which side note, I have paused my watching of Madam Secretary. <gasps> I'm now going through Hawaii Five O again oh. with with McGarrett. Oh. So I love oh. that show. But Madam Secretary, man, her assistant Blake, and he would hand grind and pour every single coffee pot that was there for for then the internal staff. And apparently that was just some good stuff. So CIA, y'all need to step it up. Step it up. Which we know y'all are listening right now anyways. Of course. Big, big Brother is always listening. <laughs> and speaking of listeners, we are so 
thankful for you faithful listeners out there in RTC land. You know, we, at, at time of recording, the 100K download giveaway has already happened. It, it has. But we haven't drawn the name yet because it, life has just been But been you know unreal. what? There is still time to get in on the study Bible giveaway for the 100th review because we're only at review number 80. So 20 more people have an opportunity to get a free study Bible and some other free goodies that we are not telling them about. Because we have some other fun, fun giveaways to get in store. And you can find all the information for the show. You found us, so obviously you know how to find us. But RealtalkChristianPodcast.com is your one-stop shop for everything. If you want to, let's just be honest right now. You have this question, how do I go closer to my faith? I don't know much, I don't know even the basics of the Christian faith. Go to the website, homepage, scroll down a little bit. You can hit a little button where we categorize every single episode that we think is good for you just to learn the basics of the faith because our website is we want to help christians take their next steps you know alongside people and not only that but if you scroll down a little bit right from the description of this episode Mm -hmm. there's also going to be helpful links that we have in the show notes and uh, also podcasts that might relate to this podcast of other episodes we've talked about so if you like this one you might like some other ones exactly like Uh, episode 97 when we feel far from god i love it and if you love the show we would be honored if you left us a rating only over on spotify or that rating review over on apple Podcasts, like we always talk about but at the end of the day guys we love you all we are so thankful for both of you who listen to just audio and also for you guys who listen and actively comment on youtube so we just want to say thank you for that but (laughs) i think that's all we got my friends so until next time take it easy